0: Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your
1: concentration? You are one pathetic loser. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the podcast where we discuss the best and worst movies from the 90s. This is Real 90. If you're going to spew, spew into this.
2: The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. What's your favorite scary
1: movie? You can't handle the truth! Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Real 90. This week's pick is the fifth element. But before we get to that, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Nick Prince. I'm Eric Hunter.
2: I'm Ricky Galore.
1: Holy crap, that's the
0: fastest we've ever done that. I'm just going to take initiative now. Forget about you guys. I'm just going to do what I know. <laughs> just are you going to be on, the big dick? Go You're
2: going to be the big dick?
0: Well, I mean, you know, you are what you eat. Eric, so. big dick, Hunter. Hey! hey.
2: What? What?
1: Strawberries, strawberries. I don't know about you guys, but I have not watched any movies this week. That's because you're lame. I am. <gasps> I, n- I was catching up on uh, The Walking Dead and uh, and Mad Men started back up a couple weeks ago, so and uh, Game of Thrones, so I've been watching watching TV. I've never seen any of those shows, really? I'm surprised you didn't, I thought you, were you, uh, are you not into the zombie thing anymore? Uh, I mean, were any of us really into it? Uh, I, no, I wasn't into it, into it, but I didn't mind watching a zombie movie here and there. Walking Dead's really good.
0: Well,
2: like, I mean, I get into like the George Romero and uh, the old school zombie stuff. Right. I mean, and some of the hokey eighties or even early nineties zombie stuff is fun. Um, I, I, just for some reason, I, I, the first season really turned me off to Walking Dead, and I heard it got better and blah blah blah. People say the comics are better, and I know it's Frank Darabont, which is a good writer, at least the first few seasons. But yeah, I just never never got into that, never got into Mad Men. But I'm in the same boat, Nick. I was watching um, House of Cards with my girlfriend. We finally got through season one. Oh yeah, and now are in season two because
1: you had to start that over, didn't you? Like, weren't you almost finished with season one? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, no.
2: I was done with season one. I was two episodes into season two, really? and everyone's like, "Just wait, just keep on watching. It gets even better." And my girlfriend's like, "I want to watch it. I think we can start over." And I was like, "God
1: damn!" Is you. she the type that I love you, but god damn like Ashley does this? I don't know if Sam does this, but is she the type that like you've already seen it, but she'll ask you like, "Does that? Does he mm-hmm. die? Does he? Or does he make it out alive?" And I'm always like, "Just watch the movie."
2: I'm usually the bad person. That's just like, "What do you think is going to happen next?" Huh? 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 I sometimes do that. I try to restrain because I know it's not as fun, but yeah, she's she's pretty good about it. Um, movie wise, oh, I, we watched a documentary, um, which is pretty interesting if you guys haven't seen it. Released in 1990, called Paris is Burning, and it's about the drag scene in New York City from about like 1984 till about 1987. Hmm. It's a uh, it's pretty it's a pretty cool documentary. It tugs at your heartstrings and it's. Pretty interesting to see the subculture that I never knew existed.
1: Was that your pick?
2: (laughs) No, no, my brother. Well, so the three of us, my brother, my girlfriend and I, we watch uh, pretty religiously RuPaul's Drag Race and RuPaul being uh, real, real fun, um, being a great character. And all the different things and sayings and things they do on RuPaul's Drag Race harken back to... Paris is burning a lot of verbiage that they use so my brother's like you should see this this is a template for a lot of what n- new drag queens kind of live their life hmm. hunter what did you watch
0: so am, am i seriously the only one that's watched a movie this week
2: yeah wow you are i mean i've watched i've watched a couple things like i watched american gigolo with richard geary but i would seen that a lot i didn't watch anything like new i didn't uh Netflix or amazon Like I was like thinking search. back on
1: of any movies that I wa and I think I was I went too far back. I was like, Oh I watched this and I was like, Oh, that was for last episode. I can't bring that up again. I mean you can. <laughs> I
0: mean I just think you're a loser. You could lie. <laughs> but now to get back to the uh the wife girlfriend thing, um Sam's Sam's uh fantastic at not realizing she's watching a movie she's seen before. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> she, so she so she feels like she's a psychic. Yeah, well, no, like, we'll we'll be watching it. And she'll be like, oh, what are we watching? And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, we're watching whatever. She's like, okay. And then she'll watch it and they'll start, she'll start playing on her phone. And she'll watch a little bit more and she'll play on her phone. She'll be like, well, what's going on? And I'll explain it to her. And then not even halfway through the movie, she's like, oh, I've seen this before. So-and-so dies and so-and-so is actually a robot. And he's got tank legs and this dude's a prostitute. And I'm like, <laughs> when did you watch this?
1: Has she ever done into a movie that you haven't seen? Oh, yeah, oh really? Yeah. And she's ruined the end of it, yeah, and it's a big <laughs> it's a big triumph
0: for her when she's watched a movie that I haven't seen yet, so
2: I was gonna say yeah,
0: yeah, uh, uh huh. yeah. so I think that's a little bit worse.
2: is it the same m o by the end of the movie? You're just like you just ruined this whole movie, like you've obviously seen this you' got, uh yeah. So she like shrug it off or she goes oh my god i can't believe i didn't remember seeing this i remember i saw this blah 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 or she just like oh. yeah
0: she's very nonchalant about nonchalant about it so
2: <laughs> just walking away as you're sitting there just like well, i've oh, like ruined it i just got done explaining this movie to you and you've already seen it you played me like a fool yeah so usually at that point i'm like fuck it i'm just going to read a read a
0: book or something <laughs> just to first. She, so she <laughs> plays on her phone reading you, you read a book movie and the movie just goes movies. on yeah all fall asleep yeah. or uh, you know
2: yeah, the band whatever. plays off
0: uh, but I I watched uh the fantastic fear of everything with Simon Pegg parts of the movie are just funny just by the way that it's written like the dialogue's funny the the back and forth between characters um right. and then there's a lot of jump scares and like some really creepy imagery like super hardcore horror stuff um he's a writer and he's he's researched. Uh, for like two years of all these serial killers and stuff, and now he's made himself paranoid and glorophobic that somebody's out to get him. um And he carries around this knife with him throughout his house because he's afraid that somebody's going to creep out of the shadows and kill him or whatever. So, right, like he does very, like he constantly talks to himself and just says the funniest things and. Then, like, he'll there'll be a, a shot where he's like taking a piss or something, and you see the long hallway behind him over his shoulder, and then you see like this creepy shadow walk across, and it like slowly pans back to him, and he's stopped p- pissing, and he's just got the, the <laughs> like the wide
1: eyed uh look on his face. Like, it's a it's a it's a weird movie. Um, is it with his uh, who's the guy that did uh, Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead with him? Nick, um... oh, Nick Frost, no, he's not in it. It's not so. It's not one of their collaborations.
0: No, uh, there's a the yeah the main girl at the end uh, is an Indian chick. She looks super familiar, but I can't remember what else she's been in. But how old? How
1: old is this movie? Uh, it's recent. I think 2012. Uh, it I'm looking yeah it right now. Oh, wow, because he just came out. Well, I guess it was what was that last year? He came out with that um like the pub crawl movie. Um, what was that called? I have no idea. Yeah,
2: at the world's end.
1: Yeah, at the world's end. Oh, okay. that's with, I think that's another the World's his, End. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's egg like, you're right though. Yes. That's, that's the uh supposed
2: to be the the last one. Yeah, that's Edgar Wright, Nick Frost. Right.
1: All right. Should we go to commercial?
2: Is it commercial time? Commercial. Now the most successful comic book series in history is on home video. Marvel Comics X-Men, a heroic band of mutants. They do what must be done, and they do it with style. X-Men, a 30-year tradition that Polygram Video is proud to offer in this exciting collectible series of action adventures, featuring the characters you've grown to love and admire as they do battle with the forces of evil. Keep your eyes open for these and more X-Men home video adventures and team up with the coolest mutant crusaders in the known universe. Now, you can collect all the titles in the original X-Men series from Polygram Video. The one and only X-Men.
1: Every 5,000 years, remove the shield.
2: When the three planets are in eclipse, the black hole like a door is open. Evil comes, spreading terror and chaos. There's
0: nothing that can stop this. There is only one thing. Perfect. The Mondachiwan one have in their possession the only weapon to defeat evil.
2: Four elements, gathered around a fifth.
0: I'm up. Welcome on Happy
2: uh,
1: Night's
0: Day. Major Dallas, you been selected for a mission of the utmost importance. What mission? Save the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is, uh, is that thing
0: solid? Unbreakable. Good. Order of the stone. I don't know. And even if I did know, I wouldn't tell somebody like you. There's nowhere else to go.
1: And we're back from that commercial. Hello! Should we get into this week's pick? This week's awesome pick. pick? All right. So this week, uh, it was my pick. And I picked this movie because I, one, I like it. Two, I went to uh, Texas a couple weeks ago, and this was on TV. And it's one of those movies that you see on TV, and I just have to stop and watch it. So the movie this week was the 1997 science fiction film The Fifth Element. Uh, it was written, directed, and the screenplay was by uh, Luc Besson. Oui, oui. Um, so <laughs> he's French. He's French. Uh, <laughs> he's French. He's France.
2: He's from <laughs> over the pond. Uh, so this movie
1: stars Bruce Willis, Gary Oldman, uh, Ian Holm, Mila Jovovich, Jovovich, Jovovich. Jovavich Jovavich. and chris tucker so basically this movie is bruce willis plays a 23rd century taxi cab driver and on one of his uh one day on the job this beautiful woman falls into his lap literally she comes crashing through the taxi cab roof so comes to find out that she is the fifth element and at the beginning of the movie it opens in egypt and we <laughs> learn to find oh, out that
2: <laughs> yeah
1: Learn to find out that uh, every 5,000 years, uh, this strange, weird, rock, evil thing uh, visits Earth or destroys planets. I don't know what it is. It's like a Death Star wannabe. Just Um, not as cool. (laughs) Right, so not as cool. So go back to the 23rd century. We have... Bruce Willis, who plays Corbin Dallas, uh, he has to work with Lilu who is Mila Jovovich, and a priest, uh, Ian Holm, to find the other four elements, which are stones, earth, wind, and fire, and get to the temple in Egypt and stop the evil. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I put this as one of the movies that you probably yeah. shouldn't like because it is a bad plot, a bad story. Um, but is it, though? I. I mean if you look at it I mean the dialogue is very witty. It's very like uh sl- <laughs> slapstick. So there's not a whole lot of meat to the script, I don't think. But I think I put it in like uh like a no. movie like um Demolition Man. Horrible movie, but I like it, I'll watch it. Uh, trim i love demolition man what's wrong with demolition man of course
2: you do hunter no of I'm, not, do. I'm not saying
1: i hate it i'm saying it's probably one of the movies that you shouldn't like it's a it's like a guilty pleasure like anaconda maybe or tremors those are movies that i would put on the list that i i do like but the majority well, of people i'll say don't this. like you'll say well,
2: well no see i that's where i disagree is i mean I, I i agree with everything you just said about it being a guilty pleasure but i i made a a bet with my brother that I was like, I bet you on Rotten Tomatoes, this has probably an eighty percent user like, and probably around a seventy or sixty percent critics. And we looked it up; it's seventy-one percent of critics like it, and eighty percent of users like it. So it means like this is a movie where like my brother liked it, like Shay liked it, where uh, it tanked at the box office because it cost like, a yeah. hundred million to make. But people, this is a guilty yeah. pleasure. People love
1: it. Yeah, movies like this are yes. comfort food. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the movie. It's a fun movie, and like I said before, it's one of the movies where I watch on, if I catch it on TV, I just have to watch it. But, funny enough, I do not own this movie. I uh, watched on, It's on, it's on Netflix, oh, so I kinda, I watched it on Netflix. But this is just the ones that I haven't, which is weird because this is the one that would be like $2 at a half-price books, or I think you can get the Blu-ray for like 9
2: nine bucks. Oh, yeah. Totally, <laughs> they're handing them out for free this on the is street. Corner. One of those movies where that, bl- where the Blu-ray, the Blu-ray and the uh, the DVD special edition probably have oh yeah twenty hours worth of material of supplemental footage and storyboards and behind the scenes making of. Did it bother you guys that so many different things look? That's like funny because I was listening to some reviews
1: um, and the, uh, some people compared it to. Well, they, it was kind of funny. They were like the '90s Star Wars, even. Are they? Are the
2: yeah the prequels?
1: But that's one thing that's right. neat about the movie is I didn't I didn't think this movie felt dated well, I mean, at all because just the effects were very good because it's right. in the future. <laughs> but they, it wasn't like a cheesy, uh, like the effects weren't dated to the, the '90s. They they felt as if a movie like this could come out today. They used right. great CG. They used actual miniature models um, for a lot of stuff.
2: Well, we dog on a lot of the CG at least if you watch our video or made the fourth video for the prequels, um, we dog on a lot of the CG that Lucas did because some of it doesn't even look that good. I think the CG looks pretty decent in this, but I think that's what ultimately hurts the story because it was all very much, look at this, look at what we can do. Just a hodgepodge. Like the buildings, at the, buildings the, um, the spaceships at the beginning, once we've gotten to the 23rd century, look almost identical to Star Destroyers. And then there's a couple little things here and there throughout the movie that I picked up on. But then the one that smacked me in the face was the um, like the general's assistant, the woman when they go to meet Bruce Willis, hmm. straight up has. And no I wouldn't way be surprised
1: if they had, the model builders went back and I mean, why not copy off Star Wars? That's clearly a very successful movie. Hmm. So why not do the Star Wars ship or do or do like an Enterprise ship? So I'm not surprised that they would match those. What do you guys think about, uh, one question I had is, so this, the Mondo Shilran, which is the, like the big turtle-like fat aliens at the beginning that come in the tomb that are protecting the stones. I've always wondered what, what does Earth provide to them, that they mm-hmm. protect Earth? Why are they the guardians of Earth? Because they took the stones and they said, when in 300 years when this comes back, we'll be back with the stones to save the planet. So I always wondered what... Do you guys have any theories of what Earth provides to them? Or are they just like a peacekeeping alien society that jumps from planet to planet fending off this evil?
0: <laughs> yeah, they probably just took pity on us because we're frail. Right. And we don't live that long. No, seriously. I mean, why do you think they got those giant mechanized suits? It's, I mean, not only does it provide, well, more than likely provide you know, everlasting life and superhuman strength, but they're also scary as shit. Right. You know, like, yeah, they're kind of dumpy looking, but they're larger than life, and if we saw anything right. like that, regardless if it was scooting around like a snail, it still would be terrifying. So I think they probably just took pity on us, because we're frail,
1: and right. we don't let live that long, and we weren't very intelligent. Because I was always curious, like, when Lelou becomes constructed, because they find that, like, when they come back in the 23rd century to save the planet, um, they... the the uh, whatever they're called, the Mogadors, Ma- Megadors, the evil alien race, they blow up the sh- mongoloids, whatever they are. Um, they blow up the ship. The mongoloids? And they find that one piece of like arm or whatever, and there's enough cells in it to re- to clone her. So why is she in a human form? Wouldn't she look like an alien? Yeah. Or do you think that's what they look like under those suits? They just look like humans?
0: Yeah, I think that's what they look like under the suits.
1: Right, yeah. I mean, They're of a higher intelligence and strength. They look
0: like humans, but they're obviously not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, if anything, you could just say that they're a bipedal form. You know, they're humanoid. And that's only... We only refer to them as humanoids because we are indeed humans. And we... Anything that looks like us, we deem humanoid. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Strips down all the time. Yeah,
0: she's fucking hot, too. So that doesn't hurt anything. I don't know. Like, when I... (laughs) I used to watch... Like, I watched this movie back when I was a kid and I mean it was like I liked it because it was just fantastic and fast and you know sci-fi and it was just those things excited me and when I went back and watched it again like there's a lot of really deep stuff here like a lot of like as Corbin Dallas you can relate to because he's got the, <laughs> the, the shit in job and uh, you know his mom nags him and stuff like one of the things I thought was interesting was when his general comes and says you know we want you to save the world and he asked why'd you pick me and he was like well you know you have the most medals of your entire battalion and you're an expert marksman, but the real reason is is because you're the only one left alive like all of these things are great, but realistically it's because we don't have anybody else you know, and that's like such a shit thing to say to somebody, but you kind of get the idea that you know he's definitely that cowboy go
2: Ricky go well things are fast in this movie this movie's two hours and five the movie's two hours and five minutes long. it fucking drags on. This movie is way Uh, too long for the absence of story that it has.
1: Now, I I like the pacing. The only thing I had a problem with is I thought the back end really drugged. There was a lot of action, 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 and then it just, the brakes, you slam on the brakes right at the end.
2: Because there's there's not much story. As much story as there is in this movie, we're presented with in the first 30 minutes of the movie. And then we get this character played by Chris Tucker, which you guys which, Nick, you mentioned about people saying it reminds them of Phantom Menace. Oh, my God, is he so much like Jar Jar Banks that I want to shoot him in the face? And he's not in the first 45 minutes of the movie. We get a clip of him on that TV, but why does his character need to be in every scene and talk so much when we have no investment in his character that he now becomes Bruce Willis's sidekick?
1: I oh. Well, Ruby, I, li- I, I really liked... Chris Tucker's character, <laughs> Ruby Rod, I I loved it. It was real, and that and, and like I saw, I don't know when Rush Rush Hour came out. It was mm-hmm. two thousand, I think. I'm I'm pretty sure that's a. I'll look it yeah. up. Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know him from that, obviously, because I came Had out later. Seen, so just have you seen? Money not Talks seeing anything with Chris Tucker in it.
2: With him and um, nope, Charlie Sheen. So Rush Hour came out in '98, yeah. and Money Talks. Oh, okay, so the next up. year. Money Talks came out in '97, the same year as Fifth Element.
1: Hmm. Yeah, no, I didn't see that, but I, I really liked his character. I laughed at all all the stuff he said. I liked his energy. Well, why was he given? Well, like, I know a lot of people so were probably of
2: a role, like in this movie where he just shows up because forty-five he's... minutes into the movie, an hour into the movie, and that's when the movie starts dragging. Is when his character gets introduced, and the director slash writer starts spending more yeah. time. On this character who has nothing to do with the fucking story, and it's because there's not much more. I movies. just liked his
1: his his. Well, he is such a polar opposite to yeah. to Bruce Willis as well to Corbin Dallas. So I like the the yin and yang to that, where he's even though Corbin Dallas is is has humorous lines, but he's very serious and a tough guy. Where he's a Ruby Rod is a very frail, funny guy. So I just like so the, the opposite. If you're going to have him, two characters. have
2: him in more closer to the beginning of the movie. Because we're also, we get multiple phone calls with Bruce Willis talking to this guy that I guess he's maybe in the Army with, Fingers, who we spend time on the phone with him for exposition, but we never see him.
1: Well, he's the, I think he's like the uh, the owner of the cab company, or he works on the right. cab, because after he gets the cab all shot up, he right. calls him and he's like, where's my cab? And he's like, hey, 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 I'll bring it to you. I'll bring, like, so i think he's just the owner of the cab yeah. company. i don't think he was a military friend because he said before that well everybody died from about, his unit
2: about knowing his wife right but i mean they just had they had a relationship that we spent time on hearing about and then never saw the character gary oldman and bruce willis never meet each other in this movie
1: right i think that's pretty interesting
2: a weird southern accent You
1: said gary oldman's you like his character zorg nobody knows who you're talking to i was talking to you eric oh (laughs) no no i said very interesting (laughs) sorry no i
0: think the (laughs) the idea that zorg and corbin dallas never meet face to face even though they're the protagonists and antagonists in the same movie but they're they never meet like i think that's that's an interesting idea for a story and they don't even know of each other right well ideally you would think that corbin dallas knows of zorg because zorg was the one who owned the cab company that he worked for because at the beginning of the movie, he he tells his assistant to fire one million uh, workers, and Corbin Dallas happened to be one of those one million they get right. fired.
1: Oh, yeah! I don't think so, I ever found that connection. Huh? He um, he knows he gets, of him, but he I don't gets think that he message
2: from him. while he's eating the Chinese. Yeah, when he's getting eating the Chinese dinner out the back when his window. They right. Fire. Yeah, so I saw. You read that I
1: letter? saw. Yeah, I saw so that he got fired. I just fired. didn't put the relation that Zorg was the one that fired him yeah huh. indirectly
2: did you guys know that this that this screenplay was written by the director when he was in high school
0: yeah I read that in the trivia on IMDB
2: yeah yeah and it very much it very much feels like that to me uh,
0: see see I I don't think so man I mean this movie was the highest budgeted movie of its time obviously the you know production house thought it was worth putting the money into. Why are you shitting on it?
2: Yeah, but how much of that money went to just the CGI and the actors?
0: Well, I'm sure Bruce Willis got a pretty damn big cut of it. Yeah, but
2: I mean, you got Gary Oldman, who was big name already at that point. Mila Jovovich probably didn't get that much because I think she'd just been in Chaplin and maybe a couple other things. It definitely and made its money back in DVD million.
1: sales. It was ninety million.
2: Maybe it only made sixty. 60- It cost ninety million to make and only made sixty three million. That was just just in theaters, theaters,
1: but man, it's got DVD sales, the the PlayStation video game.
2: You think that covers over thirty million?
0: Yeah, (laughs) probably.
1: Eric,
2: have you ever done thirty million on the other side of that? When also is it ninety million including?
0: Yes, Ricky, I do.
2: Including the the PR, including like posters and promotion, probably. I mean, I would think this is mean, yeah. considered I mean,
0: a
1: flaw. No, but, I think it's considered a Thank you. Cult, cult classic. classic. I mean, that's what happens with these movies. Yes.
2: Yes, I agree you know? with
1: that. Have you uh Eric, have you played the video I just game? Was, like the whole time Eric, have you played the video game?
0: Uh yes, I have played the video Apparently game. Apparently it doesn't it's follow the plot better. of the
1: movie at all. Have anything to do with the movie.
0: Apparently like No, it's more of like a Corbin, well, they make Corbin like Dallas story. like a scientist.
1: He's the one yeah. that that makes Lilu in the lab. Yeah. It's it's not that good.
0: I think from what I was remember reading, it was actually a different game, completely, and oh, then they right. just skinned Fifth Element were, on top of it. Were the so controls pro- bad? Because I one of the videos I was property. watching, so the
1: re- controls were god awful.
0: Um, I mean, for the time of that it came out, they're not horrible, but uh, that kind of game, it's been you know the controls have been so refined so much that yeah, yeah they end up being comparing them awful, to today's you know game, what I mean right? Like and by comparison, yeah. It was funny actually I found there was a somebody released a video uh, there's a group on YouTube called 8 bit theater I... where they take movies and yeah, I saw turn the them into, like uh, the short thumbnail 8-bit. for that I didn't click on it though uh yeah it's it's pretty funny like they did one for Fifth Element not even a week or two ago so it was kind of fitting that's a couple of times nice. that's happened with us <laughs> where did, where did they get the money so it's
2: like we're interconnected <laughs> So I have to take back what I said about this movie being a commercial flop. It debuted at number one in the United States, earned $17 million its opening weekend. It went on to become a box office success, grossing over U.S. $263 million, almost three times its budget of the U.S. $90 million. So Apology accepted. saying that it probably was a flop. But I will be supported by... <laughs> I will be supported by Chris Tucker's performance as Ruby Rod, also polarized critics. He was praised in the Los Angeles Times and time who called him the summer's most outrageous special effect, Joe, though Josh Whining of Total Film singled out his performance as a low point of the film, ranking at number 20 on his 2011 list of 50 performances that ruined movies.
0: Well, that was actually one of the things I was going to mention, because you were wondering why he, you know, if this was going to be a, you know, polar opposite kind of a buddy cop thing, why he wasn't at the beginning of the movie. I think one of the reasons why, at least for Mm -hmm. me, especially why I like Ruby Rod so much is because he's only in it for a short amount of time, and he makes a very big impact. Could you imagine if he was like that for two hours That would be awful.
2: Oh, yeah. Thank God it's not. It's just, I wonder why the camera starts giving him more focus. I mean, I can kind of get it if his character was still there, but it was still kind of background or with group scenes. But, like, we straight up get scenes of just, like, him. And, like, him with the stewardess. And with his three cronies that follow him. And it just, it feels like to me if I was editing the movie... Those are easily scenes I would have edited out.
1: Well, Luke Basson would have said, "Put those where, back in."
2: Like Nick mentioned, the movie starts to drag. Like him, <laughs> don't just speak to <laughs> <on> Mathem. <my laughs> this bad movie. movie. I had this movie fantastic.
0: You? Cool. you guys want to hear what Shay had? to oh, say? Yeah. let's hear what Shay. Oh, said. Look at lovely, So here's you. what Shay had to say. Eric was wrong last episode. Just in oh, general, wow. You're just wrong. <laughs> That's it. That's all he said. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I own the movie because I love it. Uh, I love the movie. It holds up except maybe for the Dark Crystal style me- mechanical bird. So, yeah, we talked about Favorite line is pretty much anything Mila Gavoya- Govojevich Gavoy- 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 uh, says, like, please help her yeah. multipass. Uh She's just super hot, and then you add an accent on top of it. I imagine at this point in the email, she is probably <laughs> rubbing himself. Uh, other favorite lines are... I ease light and Chris Tucker towards the end after the kid gives a loud cheer what are you screaming for what's wrong with you every five seconds it's bomb yeah, or a boom that, that's a good line I yeah that is a good line uh, I give the film 3.5 out of real uh, 3.5 out of five reels which I don't know what that means I thought we were doing thumbs up or thumbs <laughs> down uh, for pure sci-fi entertainment Gary Oldman and Bilbo Baggins <laughs> It lost .5 star because of the horrible robot birds. Best scene is the opera music montage mix with the fight scene. I agree. Uh, also, all, also, well, the other part where they reveal the shield and she's yeah. butt ass naked. That was pretty good too. Um. Also, so this is a pretty good point. Also, this is episode nine. eight or nine. nine. What episode is this anyway? Okay, episode nine. And we've watched three movies already that have Bruce yes. Willis in it.
2: This has easily become the Bruce Willis podcast. This- our sponsor tonight is Bruce Willis. Yeah, we need to change and that. Shiny.
0: Uh, and finally, he says uh, it's another movie from the ninety 90s that, 90s that builds a current star who's only in it for five minutes Luke Perry, which only appears at the very beginning of the movie, but he is on top billing on IMDb nice. for it. Uh, and then he says, sent for my iPhone. Hmm. I don't know what that means either. What
2: was the last one? Well, thank time? you, Shay.
0: Sent for my iPhone? It's an
1: iPhone. Is that like I Google? Okay,
0: I think so, cool. yeah. So Just way uh, shittier. You
2: guys, uh, <laughs> Wait. I would imagine you guys have seen um, this movie I'm about ready to bring up. Um, while watching Fifth Element, I, I don't know if I'd ever seen it all the way through except for this time while watching it. I'd seen it in different bits and pieces and didn't really remember how You're I welcome about it. But You're another welcome. Another 90s movie that this... <laughs> yeah. Another 90s movie that this made me think of while watching it was Total Recall.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I, again, another mm-hmm. comfort food movie. It's so off the wall and B that it creates a cult following.
2: But I felt when it was funny, it was funnier than Fifth Element, and I felt that the story itself, the central story, was strong.
1: I think it needed Chris Tucker. Uh.
2: <laughs> it, it has a black eye in it. <laughs> And he appears like...
1: Needs a little bit more Chris Tucker. I guess what
2: I'm saying is I had a hard yeah. time... I mean, I got that there's this evil and it's trying to destroy the planet, but I had a hard time understanding... I had to come up with excuses for a lot of the, the holes or the unexplained things in the plot. Like, I had to come up with the excuse that for the entity planet that wouldn't destroy Earth was that it was like a Galactus, even though we had no other examples of it destroying other planets. We just know it's always trying to destroy Earth for some reason.
1: Well, every 5,000 years. So I kind of took it to that it's moving around the whole universe and these creatures are battling it. Like, I, I kind of see that maybe they have these these stones and this, this element thing on several other locations throughout the universe. In
2: just every 5,000 years. Oh, like, like there's multiple the, fifth elements. Right, this and, is
1: their... Maybe this is like one of their soul... Per- or, or eons ago... This they became enemies, and now they've just been battling ever since. So they're like the,
2: but only every five thousand, only five thousand, only 5, 000 a, only
1: five thousand years half. on Earth,
2: right, right, right. So but they, it could be
0: happening every a hundred years
1: somewhere else.
2: But so then, every no matter what they're doing, every five thousand years they got to take a break and try to destroy Earth, where they've been unsuccessful.
1: Yeah, according to the uh, the hieroglyphics,
2: so every five thousand years, but. But so the thing said, like at the end of the movie when they destroy or whatever, like the planet's dead. We're good. We're safe. Is that only for another five thousand years?
0: More than yeah. likely, yeah.
2: It's not said, but yeah. I mean, or
1: maybe there's multiples of this. Maybe this is just one of them. Because as as you saw, like it it froze, and in, in place mm-hmm. almost like a moon. So maybe that's where. Yeah. Maybe you could just you could play like the maybe the where the moon came from. That was an that was another evil enemy or something that was five all right all right delete that part. that's what awful nick
0: that's really bad <laughs> yeah.
2: it seems, seems no nope, keep it in nick's crazy seems pretty loose to me you're pretty it seems loose like a me. lot of things didn't get explained and were pretty well pretty well glossed over like what's the shit falling from gary oldman's head when he has that one phone call with the planet
1: yeah, I think it's just the. Pa- I figured yeah, it was like blood. blood.
2: Was it? It was black.
1: Yeah, it did. And then the same it thing yeah. happened to the general at the opening scene. It did, because it happens. <laughs> so I think it's just it the happens force, earlier. Yeah.
2: Yes, it was,
0: it was blood. There you go. It was blood. Yeah, he's basically just squeezing your brain.
2: Huh. And he's able to make. To he's able point. to make phone calls and squeeze people's brains, but he's unable to stop all this other stuff that happens. Well, he collects
0: all the satellites of the universe. Yeah. All I'm saying is, is that you're bashing a, a 90 million dollar budgeted movie, <laughs> and then you defend Fantastic wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. So wait,
2: Okay, you're, I'm going to go with that argument of what you just said. It's bad for me to bash. the high... Uh, Can high I high already rebuttal budget? your what argument? Because I know what, what you're you, going to say.
0: That big budget movies are what matters. No, no, no. no. And those are the I'm best say ones. Superman
2: Returns. What are your feelings about that?
1: That's not a 90s movie.
0: That's that's bad writing. It's just bad right, storytelling. And that has
2: the biggest. That has the biggest budget. That's also not a nineties movie. Thank you. Nick. That's great.
0: I'm happy for it.
2: Y- yeah, but you said about that up, is a flop. You said about standing up for a big budget movie.
0: Right. I already answered your argument for well, you before, and then well, now you're just repeating yourself. Okay, okay. I actually think Superman
2: returns. That's all I'm saying. I think Superman returns. You want to talk about stupid shit
0: and
1: Phantasm three? Chris Tucker. Ooh. I will take Phantasm three any day over Fifth
2: Element. Wow! At least Phantasm three was not two hours and five. Minutes. Talk about yeah, me having yeah, bad movie nice. taste.
0: I wish it was longer.
2: Oof! What? Yeah. No, it was longer. Right. I wish it was longer. It's a bad like there's bad dialogue. I don't know. Yeah. I, Is there? Yeah. Like I, 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 just,
0: I. Are you really upset because it doesn't have a quadruple shotgun in it? Is
1: that why you're really yes. upset?
2: If they would have had a quadruple there's shotgun, there's way
1: better it acting in this than, than there was in Phantasm, there. in Phantasm three. That's for sure. Figured.
2: Well, there should be. You spend ninety million dollars. <laughs> That's
1: <laughs> not true. Look at Superman Returns.
2: Oh, Eric,
1: Ten, Ricky, nothing. There's good actors in that.
2: You're gonna say Kevin Spacey's a bad actor?
1: No, there's
0: good actors, but not good wait. acting. Big difference. Even, Kev- and I, you dude, even Kevin, you're saying even Kevin Spacey was good acting?
2: Yeah. But wait, you're saying Fifth Element yep. has good acting? Yes. Really? Yeah, but all the bad overacting it, that it But it in works in element, this movie. You're standing up for its its acting chops. Yeah. Is it because it's a bad script though? It's
0: not. It's not the best, but it's definitely better than average.
2: I just I don't agree. I not my cup of tea. thumbs Think up Fifth element is, I will never I will never watch we, this movie. When again. when we do our rewind, I'm going to pick shit. it. Again. Yes,
0: you will. <laughs> Sooner or later. No. No. <laughs> nice It's and not written in the law that. that
2: we can't pick the same movie the twice same, So I will feel the same way about it Feel the same way about this that I do about- Okay, it's I like true. 12
1: Monkeys um,
2: I like 12 Monkeys more than this movie Do you like it more than Fifth Element?
1: I can't compare the two, it's two different yeah, yeah, movies They're two about the different kinds of movies though and No,
2: like it, if you had to pick If you had to watch one of the two movies We talked about this last week When we were talking about What's your favorite baseball movie, and how would you just put it on a rank? I would pick Fifth movies.
1: Element then, because I, I that's to me that's I would I think if I had to,
2: it's more of a feel that, good.
1: and I think I would rather watch a comedy than like Twelve Monkeys, which I'm not putting down Twelve Monkeys at all. It's a great film, but if I had to pick so, between yeah. the two, it would be Fifth Element just because of the, the lightheartedness of, to it.
2: You think Fifth Element has a lot of comedic moments? Yeah, like you it's th- an easier watch. You think it's Fifth Element is funny, like funny like yeah. Lethal Weapon or?
1: Does it funny not? like a clown?
2: I don't think so. I thought there was a lot of boring doll moments. <laughs> like, what would you compare? Like, if you're trying to sell someone who's never seen it, what, what movie would you compare
1: it? To? Uh, Die Hard in space.
2: What? It is nice. Just because Bruce Willis and he fires a weapon. Give, all right, because all right. Bruce Willis isn't no. a good actor, and he gives. <laughs> but the here's a portrayal. Bruce Willis
1: line that was in the movie. Well, I should say a Die Hard line that was in the movie. Uh, crap, I lost it. Uh, shenan- oh, no, that's not it. Something along the lines like, if you want to, we can play it soft. We can play it soft. But no, if you, you want to the- play it hard, we'll play it hard. Like that, I could see that that line being in a Die Hard film.
2: Well, you also knew, know that Bruce Willis adds right. quite so, a few lines in this movie.
1: That's that probably was one of the ones I was ad libbed and one. So I mean
2: that's that's not a that's not a big stretch. Yeah, that's not a big stretch to say that things that he's comfortable saying are, is something that he would say in this. Right, but he he is the he is the diehard in space. Oh man, if you sold that to me and I watched this after loving die, die Hard that's one fine. Through three,
1: no, that's fine. I already won. You watched face. the movie. You said just to get somebody to watch it. I don't care if you like it at the end. <laughs> it's like I already got your there money you go. once. <laughs>
0: I, would. <laughs> I will never watch this movie again. Hey, it's time no, I mean, on if his space. You think about okay, it Okay, I'll very, check it out. I mean,
1: but it is just a Bruce Willis action flick, so of course it's going to feel like his other action flicks. Took you that?
0: Yeah, I'm slowly starting to realize that Bruce Willis isn't that good of a no, actor. he's the same And thing he's very, like, movie. he's got one mode. Like, yes. full
1: of himself on every film yeah. that he does. Like, just hearing stories for, like, when, like, Kevin Smith was talking about it on Cop Out and just how it's either Bruce Willis' way or you're not going to do it. And he, and he has the power to do that because he's a, a huge yeah. actor. Yeah, so, right. So if he's going to say no, I'm not going to do the line that way. Well, you're not going yeah, to. Yeah, he's do the that Frank Sinatra way, so. of our time.
2: Well, and then, I mean, right. the worst part is Bruce Willis is not going to be nominated for an Oscar if he keeps on doing movies like this. But I don't think Bruce Willis no. wants to be nominated for an Oscar. I don't think he cares about doing movies that challenge him as far as acting goes. I think he tried that. Well, I mean, at this point career, in his career, right, what's yeah, it matter? I think he tried that earlier in his career, and those movies flopped. So he's like, "I'm going to do what I know works." Right. And it's being cold, and, and I'm going to
0: cash my check in the yeah, bank,
2: direct deposit. All right. Favorite lines? We already got Shays. Um, Eric, what is your favorite line from the movie?
0: Yeah, the, oh, uh, yeah, Ruby Rod at the end. But that, that's the whole, the same one that Shay had. With the you know, with the it's all there's always every five seconds there's a bomb or a boom Mm -hmm. like that. I laughed out loud. Lol, just once. It was just one of those.
1: (laughs) Ricky, what was yours?
2: A chuckle. Um, and it's very much like a diehard line, and it was ad libbed by Bruce Willis. Was I speak two languages?
1: Right. Yeah, that's a good one. Good
2: English and bad English. I speak English and bad English. Um, which he he ad libbed, which like you said before. I mean, I totally. You pull that line out and you put it in John McClane when he's over in Russia or something, or speaking to Germans. Yeah. Like it, it plays Willisism. It makes sense. It's totally. Uh, I already said it
1: before, but uh, I actually found yeah. it now. It says, "You want to play it soft? Willis. We'll play it soft. You want to play it hard? Let's play it hard." So another Bruce Willis style line. Um, what's that? Yeah, Willis-ium. Willisian. willis Willisism. Willisism. Is
2: it Willisian? <laughs> and we do totally. you guys think this movie uh totally. so does this movie yeah. hold up for you i i
1: think it does it does i don't i just the the effects Weird. the uh and all the cg i think holds up so this movie doesn't feel dated to me and it's uh like i said before like a guilty pleasure movie um may not have the best story in the world or the best screenplay in the world but uh it's very enjoyable to watch and i'll definitely stop and watch it if i see it on tv and i will work to go get this movie and find it cheap and buy it oh uh, uh one one funny sure. thing i saw, or not a funny thing but a little note about the uh, the blu-ray copy this was one when this was when blu-rays were starting to come out so this is on sony's line this is one of their introductory titles to show what blu-ray could do but the blu-ray quality hmm. of the fifth element the first rendition of it Um, didn't look much better than the DVD, so they scrapped it. But you can actually still find those copies out there. But they did, uh, a year later or so, re-release it, digitally remastered. So the digitally remastered ones are the one on the back. They say, like, Dolby Surround Sound. They have a little Dolby logo. But if you find a Blu-ray that doesn't have that, it's one of the original ones that were uh, taken off the shelves. Saw that in one of the uh, YouTube
2: reviews. I'm sure people are paying Paying extra money to get oh, I'm sure you get uh, probably, even though they're just good quality as the DVD. I hardly ever buy a Blu-ray. The rare, yeah, I only I um I get Blu-rays when they come with the DVD. A collector never stops collecting. Yeah, I figure if it's around the same price, what's it hurting? Um, Hunter, does it hold up for you?
1: Yes. Cool. Well, that that was uh, this week's episode.
2: Uh, well, sorry, I we're, we're out of English time. Answer, which I, um, I actually do think it holds up. I think, <laughs> I th- I think the special effects, are, they're pretty decent. The only thing that doesn't hold up for me is is a bad to me what I think is a bad script. Even worse and less focused than some of the 1940s or 1950s B movies that I think it's trying to emulate. Um, I think they put a lot of weight on these these five elements. Which kind of go unexplained to what their importance is, except for they're the five things you need to live love, humanity, earth, wind, and fire. Um, but besides that, I think visually, you can show this movie almost in any decade, and it holds up.
1: It'd be weird if you showed it in like the 40s. Rating. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, spaceships. Well, I mean, there's spaceship movies in the 40s. The color would be weird. True.
0: True. And, and Bruce Willis would be weird. Yes. And I guess, technically, so would Chris Tucker. (laughs) Because they'd be like, why is this black guy on TV?
2: (laughs) Blonde-haired black guy! Weird. Hunter, what's your rating? Uh, I guess if you're not giving me reels, thumbs up or thumbs down. I'm
0: doing reels. Four out of five.
2: Man, same as A League of Their Own
1: and i would actually watch fifth
0: element more than i would a league of Ooh. their own
1: i probably would t- too Ooh. maybe <laughs> cuz now you're comparing like a comedy and a comedy so it's like do i want the slapstick comedy or like the s- or do you want sci-fi uh, it's a sci-fi comedy i would definitely fifth put Element's it as a sci-fi a comedy comic. yeah because i laughed at it ricky
2: that's why because no <laughs> <laughs> you We're not doing half reels, what do, right? what do you rate it?
1: All right, three and a half. Hey, you can do half. half reels.
2: I, you can do half reels, yeah. Three and a half.
1: Ricky, two. Uh,
2: my rating, wow. I give it a 1.5.
1: I'm surprised you gave it anything. Point 0.5. Noah, just, Noah, why don't you go all out no. and just say no reels.
2: 0.5. No, I because I finished so? it. So, nah, now nah. I
1: can't... Because
2: there's much because You cause feel, you like, feel guilty, Mystery don't Science you? Two thousand, where they talk about that. Where, where no, I feel guilty that I had to watch two and, two hours and five minutes of it. I think I do think an ed- another edit of this cut, getting it down to an hour and a half would help it exponentially. Yeah, and I would be interested to find out if there is a shorter cut of this movie that someone has done. I would just cut out all the president. If it does I don't it or not president scenes. 'cause that guy's
1: That guy's a horrible the guy from Friday or whatever. Oh, so
0: yeah, okay. Totally <laughs> forgot to mention this. Totally oh, forgot me. to mention this. This Got that's it. when I stopped taking this movie seriously, <laughs> is when I realized that Debo from Friday it's the president the Federation of the United or States yeah. or of earth or whatever. Like that's, yeah, that's yeah. when I stopped taking this movie seriously. I, I could just like, take like all 10 those minutes in I'm like, like okay, I we're just really, having fun now. Just cause just, he's so bad. <laughs> yeah. He's awful, man.
2: So except for the scene with the priest and Gary Oldman, that's a cool scene that you always, um, by destroying something you employ and keep other things important. Like those little robots, which look like from star Wars. Um, you could probably cut out Gary Oldman from this movie and probably still have the same movie because most the most villain that you see is the entity, yeah, and those other yeah. I could say you could, you could cut Gary Oldman. I don't the think guns you because so.
1: as long as you just have the the mogolors magalors, Meg, yeah, the evil aliens, the creep, those creatures, The mongoloid. As long as you just yeah. have them, they I don't think you really need Gary Oldman. You're a mongoloid. But how much crap did he have in his desk?
2: Hmm. So we could cut out. A the president, good lord, Gary Oldman. Yes, that, that was Lots. a good. That's a see. That's I thought that was a funny scene. And the priest was like, "So what button do you push for someone to smack you in the back?"
1: There's so many other great scenes. But when
2: I'm analyzing them, but when I'm analyzing a movie, and I can already take out two what are considered big characters, it's in the movie so good the that the rest of
1: it problems. can hold up.
2: <laughs> when if I could go in and take out, <laughs> come on, come on, Nick. There if you story, go. His story goes, and I know you already said it doesn't have a strong story. Like it can be fun, it can be flashy, it can have action, but the story. I mean, yeah, it's, not a very, very good. it's a very good. Is a storyteller. I,
1: I think it's. I mean, you can good. boil it down like any other movie. It's good versus evil. Good wins, right? Die Hard in space.
0: Never seen that before. For now. Oh, it's in space now? Yay.
2: Space diehard.
0: Diehard in space.
2: Who's picking? All right, I think we're up for um this. Wait a minute, so let's... Did we get... Prince, did you give your rating? Yeah.
1: Your number rating? Three and a half. Did you do three and a half? Three and a half. two and a half? Three and a half. Don't try to change it. Three
2: and a half. So was that a three-way three and a half? You gave three and a half. Hunter, did you get four or three and a half? Four.
1: Did you just have a stroke or
2: something? Okay. And then she gave... Three and a half? No, I Four. just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make fun me. Oh, jeez. He's had Sorry, a stroke on camera. Again, Hunter? We'll put it on the website. Oh, right. Weird. It's two, two, three and a half. two, a half. We're going to put up our ratings on the website. That's a working. Pr- your ratings are outrageous. <laughs>
0: That's because your ratings are Rageous. outrageous, Ricky. All right.
2: All right who, who's pick? We're back to Hunter. Hunter, your pick. The ludicrous. Oh, I pick? Tell you. Here we go. I'm excited.
0: All right. My pick for. The next episode is the 1996 release, Freeway, which is a twisted take on Little Red Riding Hood with a teenager juvenile delinquent on the run from a social worker traveling to her grandmother's house and being hounded by a charming oh, but sadistic man. serial killer slash pedophile, starring oh, Keith Sutherland Jens, as the serial killer slash pedophile
1: and that. Reese
0: Witherspoon. As little red Friday. As in
1: like a highway, like freeway. Okay.
0: Freeway. Alright.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah. that'll be uh what is that?
0: Correct. Wow. Directed and written by Matthew Bright. I think we're done. All right. Think we're done. All right. Cut it. Right <laughs> here. Say goodbye, Nick. I'm Ricky
2: Glore. I'm Eric Hunter. <laughs> Wait.
0: You guys.